0: Do not beat yourself up. This is life. Did you do better than you did yesterday? Mm -hmm. That's a yes. You're you're winning, right? Mm -hmm. You can't focus on the negative. We're always focusing on what we're doing wrong. We're never actually focusing on what we're doing right and all the little wins along the way. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I need to do a better job of it myself. Um, Same. (laughs) But we are so focused on, you know, not being good enough and comparing ourselves to other people. And when we're really like, just doing the best we can. And so we have to recognize those little things because if we're constantly negative and speaking negatively about ourselves,
1: negative things are gonna come out of it. Welcome to the Performance Rx podcast, where the conversations are about health, nutrition, and mindset for anyone who considers themselves an athlete. From the most elite competitors to those who are simply seeking to improve their athletic performance, we hope the knowledge shared on this show will empower you to reach your physical potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now for today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Bridget Moroney, and today my guest is Allie Nagley. Allie is a certified holistic health coach, and as a busy mom of two boys, she wants to help other moms take the guesswork out of losing weight without self-doubt, excuses, comparison, and the main topic of our conversation today, mom guilt. By combining lifestyle and nutrition, she guides women to feel their best not just in their clothing, but in their minds as well. With Allie's whole body framework, she helps her clients achieve and sustain goals such as stubborn weight loss, finding their identity back again, taking back control of their life and habits, and creating a life they want and deserve. So like I already mentioned, Allie and I sit down today and we talk about a lot of things that have to do with mom guilt. So even if you're not a mother yourself, there's still a lot of great takeaways from this conversation that you can apply to your own life when it comes to habit change, behavior change, and shifting your mindset to achieve your goals and get what you want out of life. We also talk about Ali's five-day reset that helps people reset their diet and health. I hope you enjoy. How are you today, Allie? So good to have you on here. Thank you for being on the show this afternoon. Thank
0: you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show, and I can't wait to connect with your community.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, very much looking forward to this uh, conversation that we're about to have today. Uh, so before we get into that, I just wanted to give you a, um, uh, an opportunity. So, of course, I did a little bit of a pre-recorded introduction for you in this episode, but was there anything else that you wanted to share with you um, the audience or anyone who's listening about yourself, your your background and how you got into coaching and where you are with uh, you know, your your services.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um I got into coaching after I became a mom. So it's about eight years ago well, I became a mom eight years ago. And it wasn't until then when mm-hmm. I realized how much I felt unfulfilled, which sounds terrible, but because I you know, wanted to be a mom. I couldn't wait to be a mom, but it was like, as soon as I became a mom, I just felt, um, you know, I sort of like felt like I lost my identity and it had mm. nothing to do with my husband or anything. He's the most supportive man. I'm very lucky. It's just one of those things where you just feel like you are, um, you're not the woman that you used to be. And mm. so I started, you know, my husband actually encouraged me. He's like, what are your hobbies? What are your passions? And I've always been interested in nutrition and food. I love to cook and so, and health. And so it's sort of, you know, started there and I started looking at classes and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to actually fulfill a part of me, which is how I help women fulfill that lack or that unfulfillment in my life. And so when I realized that actually by taking these nutrition classes, um, I could actually get certified as a health coach after and help other women. I was like, wow, I feel like it was just a calling. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to now, that's what I do, and I absolutely love it.
1: I I appreciate you you sharing your story because, um, and I know this is this is basically kind of part of or a big part of the coaching that you do and in, in working with primarily women. And and naturally, a lot of those women are mothers. And that kind of ties into our conversation for today of just the phrase that gets thrown around or passed around a lot is is mom guilt, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not a mother, uh, at least at this point in my life here, but I certainly have been raised by a mother and i have you know many women in my life who who are mothers and and so i guess i i can i can empathize in a way with what you're saying because i've i've seen that you know in my my lived experience there uh, again my own mother my my sisters friends clients and things like that and, and and it is a big thing that i think many women struggle with because and and i had this conversation with on another podcast uh, with Nina Bourne, but there, there is that change, I guess, in, in the life cycle there, so to speak. As you said, like, you're no longer the woman you used to be.
0: Yeah. You so. you feel like, you know, you've become a mother and it's such a great responsibility and you forget, you know, the other side of you just a day before, you know, mm. and you had a life, you had hobbies, you had interests. Mm. And um, now you just become you know, responsible for this human life, which is, amazing and awesome. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, but we mm. can't neglect ourselves because how do we raise little humans mm. to take care of themselves if we're not doing the same for us? So when it comes to mom guilt, I, you know, try to remind my clients, how do you want your kids to look at you? Yeah. Do you, you know, you are essentially their role model. And mm-hmm. so do you want them to seeing you feeling resentful in areas of your life. And they might not know what resentful means, but they'll certainly pick up on your behaviors and your thoughts and your, what you're saying. Um, and so if you're not happy, mom, if you're, you know, going through life feeling um, like you're missing out or you're lacking in any capacity, they're going to pick up on that. And so we are, it's our responsibility as moms, you know, to, take care of ourselves and not just tell our children to take care of themselves too. Obviously we need to teach them those things, but show them and show them, you know, without talking almost. And that's, you know, the old saying actions speak louder than words. It's so true. I mean, I could tell my kids to, you know, make their beds every day, but if I don't do it myself, you know, they're not going to understand the importance, you know, it's, I mean, that's a silly example, but you know, I exercise, almost every morning. And my son now, my oldest son comes, I call him my little weekend warrior workout (laughs) warrior, because now he pops into the room early Saturday morning and he exercises with me. And so I'm not telling him to, I'm not asking him to, I'm not saying you need to do this in order to feel good. He's seeing me do it and he sees that I have fun with it. And so he, you know, does his own thing. I don't criticize him, but you know, that's just an example of just um, leading by example and so if we're feeling guilty, if we're not, you know, able to take care of our bodies or our minds or however, whatever makes you happy, just in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, how can we expect our kids to do the same for themselves if that doesn't come naturally to them? So it's a real thing, but I try to flip it on the moms that I work with and say, is this what you want for your child? Do you want your child to, um, you know, be raised by somebody that is not happy, you know, it's, it's just like a simple question. Like you need to fulfill your, the areas that you're lacking in your life in order to be the best mom that you can be. And it's not selfish. It's necessary.
1: No, I mean so much there. I mean, it's it kind of comes down to the the old ads. you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, there, right? Absolutely. But yeah, I I, I like what you said about because I was I was having this conversation with another coach too, and and I used to be a teacher, and so the whole idea that kids know kids know when we're we're bsing them, <laughs> they know when we're inauthentic. You you know. So again, it's like and and sure, it's it's um. Actions speak louder than words, but it's even just kind of how you show up, if you will, right? And and maybe they don't have the language for it, or like you said, like they don't know what resentment is, but they know, oh, something's, you know, they, they can tell. Kids are very intuitive and they're so open, probably more so than than uh than us as adults because they don't have all that conditioning and the narratives that we've been told. So they can be very, very in tune to, you know, the the energy or just, you know, the the vibe, I guess you will, <laughs> of how um, yeah, how we behave as adults. And and yeah, like I said, they know when we're being inauthentic. And yeah, like uh I you brought it up, I was gonna bring it up too, like as someone who's in the fitness industry and has has been around a lot of gyms and 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 things like that, fitness classes like it's always really cool to see the kids and and the parents and and not just moms but but dads too because yeah you just you just don't know uh, as someone who had parents who didn't take the best care of themselves you don't you don't realize how profound that can be for for a child to have like such a good example and be like and I think also you know again just speaking specifically for moms and perhaps mo- mothers who have daughters, because as women, and I, and the narrative is changing, um, you know, since, since I've been in, you know, since we were kids there and it's, but it's, but we still have a long way to go, but the whole idea that little girls should be, or women in general should be intimidated by the gym or fitness or do this and to see their mothers go out and be role models in that way, I think is, is, is so cool. And just, like I said, very, very impactful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um you're right. The narrative has shifted. I remember growing up thinking lifting weights is going to make me bulky and, you yeah. know, taking protein powder is going to make me, you mm. know, like it's it's all a misconception. And I think there's a lot of um there's a lot of contradictory inf- information out there. There's a lot of misinformation mm. out there and um and you, you know, there's so many opinions that people take as facts, which is mm. also scary too. And so it's overwhelming, you know, for, for a lot of people just in that area in gen- and nutrition in general too. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I love that you talk about fitness and all that and, you know, break the barriers and, you know, break it down. So it's easy for, People to understand. Thank you.
1: Well, with that said, and, and I guess talking about uh maybe some of the misconceptions and different beliefs that that anyone holds, you know, when it comes to so you, you do health coaching, you have like basic, you know, you do holistic health coaching. So uh, I think a lot of people they they have that misconception of like, oh, I'm just she's gonna tell me what to eat, and, <laughs> and that's going to be it. But there's there's a lot more that goes into it. It's you know more of a lifestyle practice, as you say, but there's also a mindset that comes into it, especially you mentioned like protein powder, right? Like protein is so important to any human body. And yet, and, and I and I see this with my female clients too, just not getting enough protein, things like that. And part of it is the mindset. So I guess what are some of the the mindset shifts or things around mindset that you have your clients work on in order to take better care of their health and and everything else like that.
0: Well I think um I first have to start by getting down to like the basics, the fundamentals. Um, Mm. And I think, well, to answer your question, um, well, yeah, this, I guess would go along with the mindset shift is, is they come to me. A lot of women will come to me for like weight loss, for example, and they think they Mm -hmm. just need a meal plan or a nutrition outline. And that'll be the end of that. And Mm -hmm. I think a huge misconception is they think that's the end all, be all when for me and my practice, I that's very important. Obviously, nutrition plays a huge role in how we feel um, and how we act, and all of that. But I think where maybe I differ is that I look at lifestyle. I look at, mm. you know, first and foremost, I look at your sleep. I look at your career. I look at your creativity. I look at your your relationships, connection. How much joy do you have in your life? Mm. And you know, I go through a whole. Um, system first before we even get into the coaching and laying the groundwork for what are your values and what's the vision you have for your life and we really get honed in on that and so that way we can always come back to their why and like how they see their future and so big misconception is thinking it's just nutrition or it's just exercise and Mm -hmm. give me a plan for that but I'm like okay we can do that but let's I don't want to say fix, but let's better the areas right now that are lacking. And so that mm-hmm. way we have a really good foundation to um, proceed with because, you know, life is full of ebbs and flows. And so if something goes mm-hmm. awry in your life, you have a good foundation to lie back on. So you're not going to necessarily completely sabotage your goals. So, you know, I think that looking at it, your life as a holistic standpoint is really, really important. And I'm not just pinpointing, you know, your macros and calories in and calories out, which is important, you know, when we get into it, but, um, that's not the end all be all. And I think that's a really big misconception. A lot of women have in the scale. Also the numbers yeah. on the scale.
1: No, I, 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 totally agree. I think just, yeah, society, like just on a surface level, society in general, again, it's like, oh, health is nutrition and exercise. And I like what, um, Precision nutrition does with their information and with their um, their coaching. They call it they call it deep health. And it's yes, it's the physical, it's the exercise, it's the the mental. But then they also have social. Like you said, like you know, how's the rest of your life? What are you know what what's what's giving you fulfillment and meaning? It's the existential part. They're kind of going back to um, our our overall overarching theme of, of mom bomb guilt and, and things like that. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a math person, so I'm not gonna try and do this off the top of my head. But let's just say, I don't know, you spend 20 hours maybe I don't I don't know I'm not even gonna say but you said you only spend like a, a certain amount of time throughout your entire week lifetime whatever eating and prepping food but what about and, and going to the gym right like some people like it's only four hours a week so that's fine and that's important but to your point like there's so much more that goes into our health and overall just wellness than than just those two things there so yeah
0: and if you're not happy in your yeah. life if you don't feel fulfilled then it's really hard hard to meet those goals that you have for weight loss or for physical mm-hmm. activity. I mean, I had one client, I remember she came to me to increase her physical activity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as we dove deep and really got into her vision statement and her values, she really valued education. She really valued her creativity. Mm-hmm. And although she was an empty nester now um, her kids took a lot um, took a huge part of her life, a huge priority still. Um, well, of course, kids are always a priority, but still um, she was very involved with their lives. And, um, and she had a really stressful job and, you know, we, we started setting goals around, okay. Um, her photography, she had put mm. that on the back burner for her long time. Her, she wanted to take, um, I think it was French lessons and she wanted to learn more about history. And so she actually started, our plan sort of like shifted around those types of goals. And Mm. I think her goal was to run a a five or 10 K this was last year and she did it. I mean, she met her physical goal by actually implementing and fulfilling other needs, which is huge. I mean, it's, you know, you think you need one thing, but it's Mm. really something else, you know, entirely. And I think working with a health coach or coach in general can really help you ask the right questions and, Mm. and force you to look at your life in a different way. Um, you know, because I feel like sometimes we have blinders on and it's good to get, you know, another unbiased opinion. So I don't know how that, how you feel like with your coaching clients too.
1: Yeah. I was, I was just, uh, thinking like, you, you know, you brought up the, um, Your client who she wanted to 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 run a 5K, right? Mm -hmm. And again, like on kind of that surface level, there it's like, okay, here's your 5K plan: run however many days a week, you know, do this exercise or this this training session, et cetera. But if I'm not managing my work life balance, like, uh, and I'm guilty of this, unfortunately, more times than I probably care to admit, but just times that my work will kind of derail the rest there. So again, like having that that balance that commitment cuz as someone who who is a fitness coach and, and writes strength and conditioning programs for people i can write you whatever you want there but again if you're not happy or whatever you're not taking care of all the other stuff again that's just 1 hour a day 5 days a week there there's so many other hours that matter and and i think also just kind of getting into to the the physical part too just i'm just thinking like as someone working with people who are, who are performance-based, like the recovery aspect of it, because as most strength and conditioning and, and health, any, any coach out there will tell you it's, it's about the recovery from all of that. So yeah, completely agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that also comes with, you know, the mom guilt is knowing when to rest, you mm-hmm. know, knowing mm-hmm. when to actually recover, knowing when to say no. And, you know, when you say no to things, you're opening the doors for other things. And so it's really, you have to really take a good look at your life and really understand what you truly value and where you see yourself. It takes some, you know, effort on your part, but I think it really helps to take away some of that guilt because Mm. dads, I don't hear dad guilt very often, you know? And so they're, and they're very capable of doing the things that we do as well. I mean, of course there's, I mean, I would never want to give up any of the responsibilities I have with my kids. But I also, you know, put my health as a priority. And the way I prioritize that is I do it, you know, outside of family time, I wake up early, and I get that done, or I do it when I'm not with my kids. Um, And now that my kids are old enough, they'll sometimes participate with me. Um, So we were I work with moms and figure out routines and habits that they can implement that don't necessarily if that's a value of theirs you know we work around that and we make yeah. sure that we create goals that they meet and also sustain because you know the I work with women for three months at a time and so it's not mm. you know forever you know and right. so we want to make sure that they're able to implement everything consistently and of course there's going to be ebbs and flows but um to be able to fall back on your values is really really huge.
1: I love the whole values thing because again like in my own coaching that's that's definitely something important that I work with clients with as well because again that's 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 your anchor there. As you'll hear anyone talk about with like motivation and things like that that's The motivation isn't always there, but that value of like, this is important to me and this is my time. And there's many people out there where like, my job is important to me. Being a good spouse is important to me. Being a good parent is important to me, but my health is also important to me. And trying to find that balance in order to quote unquote, do it all is always, I think the challenge for some people. And of course, unfortunately for many, um, you know, the, the, the stuff that, uh, relates to us directly is often what gets, you know, let go of first. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think the balance is also a misconception too, is mm. that, you know, if we're focusing so much on trying to balance everything, we're going to, it's going to cause, create a lot of anxiety. I think we need to focus sometimes we have seasons of life. And so what's important mm. right now needs to get more attention. So that way you actually feel like you're pouring into it as, as your all and not just giving a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. And I just feel like you're spread really thin. Yeah. And so again, you use the word anchor, um, that's an incredible word and it'll anchor you back when you have your values and your vision statement aligned, you know, you like, like you said, motivation is always there. It's usually not there. Like I'm not motivated when my alarm goes off at five in the morning to work out. No, no. I'm not, but <laughs> I'm consistent with it. And I think about, how i want to feel after and that's a value of mine is how i feel and so knowing how i want to feel is what gets me out of bed to work out um so yeah having you know sometimes balance just isn't isn't gonna work in this season of life so we have to understand that as well yeah
1: i love that season analogy (laughs) um I'm gonna apply it to my own life. To be honest, <laughs> no, but it is true. Like, it, like you said, like that's that's a great point. Like the whole balance thing is as as lovely as as that would be for. I think anyone would love to just have everything be you know perfectly equal in their life and have um, adequate time for everything. But that's that's unfortunately not how it goes. And so, yeah, having that that's that season mentality I think is great like or uh one of my favorite quotes from from Oprah, Oprah Winfrey is you can do it all just not all at once exactly right? yeah. yeah exactly but i like i like the whole uh strategy around again and then this isn't necessarily balanced because there's there's some things that that still get compromised but uh i do like what you said about like if this is important just finding times like getting creative with people's schedule. There's a there's another fitness, I guess, influencer, entrepreneur that I follow, and and he's at he's he's a he's a father, but his family is important to him. He also runs a business. He also works out and he even said, but he'll work out. (laughs) So he has this whole thing. His name is Corey Gregory, by the way, but um, he has this whole like group and, and hashtag now on social media. It's called the, the 4am crew and they will go and they'll work out at 4am. And, that's a whole other like set of discussion there about like getting up ultra early. But what I like um about his philosophy there is he's like, in order for me to be the dad, in order for me to be the the businessman, he's like, I need to be the guy in the gym first. Like I need to do that for, for me.
0: Absolutely. You just need to figure that out. If you're not a morning person, then mm. that's if that's gonna make you miserable. But you know, that's again, working with somebody to figure out how can it work for you, you know, Mm -hmm. get creative and, you know, just, and a lot of times people just assume something about themselves and they don't try it first. And so a lot of times people are surprised, you know, they just go and saying, I'm not a morning person. I can't do this in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then they do. And they're like, I don't know how I ever did it the other way before, you know, so Mm -hmm. stop putting yourself in, you know, categories or just, Don't put labels on yourself, be open minded, you know? Especially if these things are important to you. You have to be willing to try things in order to fit it all in.
1: When I hear you say like having that open mind, like just being open and, and having that that curiosity, I think is is a is a great kind of first foundational step in any coaching relationship. But is there when when you have a client, regardless of you know who they are and what their goals might be, is there anything that you do that is like sort of foundation? Like you mentioned, um, their values and, and and other you know areas of their life that you that you look at. But what other sort of maybe foundational things do you do you kind of put in place?
0: Well, in addition to the values, I also look at what they don't value too, which mm. I think is really important to recognize and like maybe some things that cause um, you know, extra tension, or maybe you become you feel like obsessive about which, you know, once is a value, but now it's like sort of manipulated into something like obsessive. So we just sort of like peel back the layers and really, um, take a take a really deep dive into that because I think it's really important. Um, and yeah, it's just setting. It's it's really just setting the vision statement, setting the values. Picking out words that um, that you would describe about yourself that you think other people would describe you as, um, you know, just really understanding and, and looking at your looking at the big picture. You know, looking at obviously the vision statement for your life, but also like literally, like where do you see yourself? Like, what would be your ideal situation? What are you wearing? Yeah. What do you look like? How do you feel? you know, where are you living, like being very, very descriptive in what your ideal day looks like, you know, family looks like, whatever it is that they're coming to me for. Um, And just getting very detail oriented in that, because that also helps them see themselves in that way, too. Because, you know, the whole visioning process, I really, truly believe in that envisioning yourself and um, accomplishing a goal, I think is really important. So that really helps sort of like, color in the lines and you know really get into them being able to see the picture if they close their eyes and see themselves in that way I think that's really important
1: yeah I completely agree I think the the more specific people can be about that that future self that ideal self there the the more success they're going to to see um, through the process uh, really quick you brought up I guess the like the idea of like a non value what's what don't you know what are some things that you don't value or maybe you once valued and now it's it's become problematic, and I don't know. <sighs> I've had this conversation with others before, and I can't remember like where I learned this or who I learned it from. I want to say probably Holly Whitaker, which if you don't know who she is, she's she she basically has a sober community, and she wrote a book called "Quit Like a Woman," which I think became like a a, a New York Times bestseller, and it was all about, of course, alcohol and just kind of the the social stigmas around it. Listen, you know, alcohol is part of our society; it's how many people socialize. But as someone in the in the, the health industry and everything else like that. And especially talking about, you know, values, like being able to be happy and, uh, you know, exercise, et cetera, et cetera. It, it does, it can be, or even just like losing weight, it can be a, uh, a point of friction for many people. And so going back to the idea of like, This is no longer a value, or what was the value in it? And again, I I don't know if it was Holly or maybe it was Brooke Castillo or somebody. But it's like alcoholism set aside. Why do many people um, enjoy drinking? It's like, well, it's it's the socialization. It's the uh, you know, as my wife and I like to chat about. It's like being outside on a beautiful day. Well. It's not necessarily the the glass of wine, or the, I mean, it can be, but mostly for people, it's it's the other experience of it. And so, for people who maybe want to make health changes and, and and eliminate alcohol or at least reduce alcohol in that name, it's it's yeah, like you said, like having that conversation. Like you know, it's Friday night. I don't necessarily. What I'm excited about is not necessarily a glass of wine. It's it's going out with my girlfriends and just being carefree. Well, you can do that without, or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be you know food or whatever other t- habits or like you said values that are now like not serving people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a huge one actually um i know i was i was like that i was like oh friday night i need to have my wine a friday saturday (laughs) sunday even you know sunday sunday and
1: yeah Yeah.
0: and then it wasn't until i really like looked at my own life and looked at my own values and i know how i want to feel especially when you have children my gosh they don't Mm. they don't care if you had a glass or two of wine wine the (laughs) night before like they they probably know, and they're like, "All right, I'm going to wake up extra early now." Yeah. <laughs> so, mom, uh. um, they have a weird way of knowing. Um, totally. But I, I, um, yeah, and and it's hard, you know. There's so much mm. pressure in today's society, mm. and like you said, it's it's everywhere. And so, mm. you know, having a good, firm understanding and feeling confident in your vision and your values, um, and your why is really huge when it comes to those types of decisions because for me now I still have a cocktail. I still drink you know, wine. I don't do it as often as I, I used to by any means right. because now I'm more particular and, and mm. when I choose to, because I know how it makes me feel. And so I'm like, okay, risk versus reward type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know what I'm getting myself into and you know, is it worth feeling a little bit crummy the next day? I don't know. Well, I mean, I will know when I make my decision, but You know, those are the types of, um, you know, questions you can ask yourself when I but you have to really know yourself, you know, you really Mm -hmm. have to take, um, a really close look and sometimes it's, it's not easy. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to sometimes really hold the mirror up to yourself and, um, and ask yourself those deep questions because we, we're so busy in life. We go through our days, like sometimes just, you know, on, um, on cruise control and, Mm -hmm you know we don't actually take the time to really check in with ourselves you know we might ask our partner how they're doing our kids whatever but like how are we actually doing you know we're just so mm. used to doing the same routine over and over again and you know it's it's really crucial you know for our own mental health and well-being and for for if you value your family it's really crucial for your family too because that your emotional state will trickle down into how they feel, how they feel loved, how they feel seen and heard and, um, you know, worthy in a sense. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. And I was just thinking like, so, there are so many of us just don't take the time to, to check in and, and, and think about, how again, talking about anything like how is this going to make me feel on on both ends on both ends, right, and again, I guess like kind of going back to that motivational factor, like no very few of us are are super excited to jump out of bed at five a m and 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 work out, and yet having that you know kind of like remembering like okay, if I do this now, I'm gonna feel amazing at eight a m when I'm you know <laughs>
0: So, so even just, an hour
1: later, you just say, oh, yeah, in an hour. Yeah, like. yeah. I guess you're not working out for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> not not um, me. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and I think also just kind of tying back into the future self there, there was, um I heard this from, from someone and I liked it. It's like, yeah, the present me doesn't want to do this. The present me doesn't want to go to the gym right now or, or. Uh, like I want to have pizza tonight. I don't really feel like cooking. But what does future me want? Well, she wants she wants something else. Again, going back to that idea. And again, I, I love how specific you get with the clients because the more they can see that that person, then the more real it it, it is. And I think that's I've had this conversation with so many other coaches. I'm sure you you've, you probably have as well. But it's just. People think that the transformation happens when you get to the end, but no. That the, the identity has to start now.
0: <laughs> yeah the the transfer ha- the transformation happens during the challenges and during the obstacles, and you cannot you cannot grow, you cannot get better, you cannot get stronger mentally or physically without you know just mm-hmm. like exercise and you're building that no. muscle. You have to you know lift heavy weights. And they tear you down first, right? I mean, I don't yeah. know like the science behind it, but it's it, the micro tears in your muscles. So it's essentially making you weaker in a sense. And then the mm-hmm. recovery makes you stronger. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about going through the challenges. And it's like, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids too is that embrace those obstacles embrace the struggle embrace you know yeah. be grateful for a challenge because that's where you learn embrace mm-hmm. the mistakes that you make because then you're not gonna you know you'll figure another way out to do things like it's if it's, it's it's just part of life like you if yeah. the more you understand that hardship is part of life uh-huh. the easier things get I think the more you're yeah. willing to embrace it um mm-hmm. and yeah when you were saying like that your future self is I made me think of Um, you know, like in corporate jobs, it's like Mm. dress for the part that you want, you know, not the part that you have. So it's like, when you think about your future self, it's like, you know, you want to be acting in accordance to who you want to be a year from now or five years from now, or even six months from now, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because every day matters every day. it's You know, it's what I always say in my group is, you know, small, consistent changes add add up over time, which is not New news, but it's so true. And I try to really hone that in with my clients is that just yeah. you don't need to make big, elaborate changes right away. It's just like these small, little changes. We're not taking away anything in the mm-hmm. beginning, you know, it's just adding in, adding in. Um, and then eventually, those, you know, habits that are not serving them will sort of like fall off.
1: I think we saw a lot of this during the pandemic, I guess kind of speaking specifically about, or literally about that, uh dress dress for the part you want there. Um, but it, but it, it, People, I don't think realize the impact it had of just you know we were it was the pandemic everyone was in quarantine and it's like oh it's so easy just to stay in your pajamas all day or wear sweatpants or whatever because you know or what it was it a was it webcam casual like (laughs) you're you're presentable on the top Um, but it kind of had that that impact on people of like all of a sudden now it's two years later and it's just like what has happened to, to your motivation, your self-esteem and, and, and everything else like that. Like you, like you said, those, those little things add up there. No, yeah. And on. yeah. And
0: how yeah. you present yourself is, mm-hmm. is I mean, you don't realize, and you know, there's, uh, we, there's memes probably about moms all the time about like yoga pants and messy buns and, mm. you know, like that's our, our uniform and if that if that makes you happy and you feel fulfilled and and you know you are confident, then you go. But if that if you look in the mirror and you're not happy, what can you do? What little tweaks? You don't need to dress to the nines, you don't need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, you don't need to do full makeup and hair. But like what will make you happy when you look in the mirror? Because it's true, it's not a shallow thing to think, but when you look in the mirror and you feel happy with yourself and confident, then that is going to trickle into your life. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, when you're talking about the pandemic, I think that, you know, we did, I mean, we didn't have any place to go. So why get dressed? But mm-hmm. I think we also saw a lot of weight gain during the pandemic too. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people went the opposite. Some people really took matters into their own hands and, and got really healthy and got, you know, into really good habits and routines and exercise regimen. But or started cooking at home, um, which is huge also, you know, with mm. nutrition, but, but yeah, so it's, it's little things like that. Like, how, how do you feel when you look at, at yourself in the mirror? It's just like a simple thing like that. And that will trickle into, um, into your life in ways that you may not realize either.
1: Yeah. I guess that subconscious, like if I'm already feeling crappy about myself, more than likely the choice I make at lunch may not reflect that of someone with more positive self-image there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're not sleeping well, even when you don't get enough sleep, you're not going to make the right choices either. So, you know, that's why like looking at your life in a holistic approach and looking at sleep and which is huge. I mean, you know, um, you did a whole podcast on it. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it will affect everything. It's going to yeah. affect your food choices. You're going to be yeah. more likely to pick up those quick sugar, sugary snacks, those, you know, um, simple carbs that, you know, your brain knows that are going to, it's going to give you energy, but it doesn't, uh-huh. it's not smart enough to realize like it's going to make you crash, you know, 20 minutes later. And yeah. so when you, if you notice, like when you feel really good and you get enough sleep, you're 10 times more likely to make healthy choices, especially first thing in the morning when it really mm. sets the tone of the rest of your day as far as food choices. If that's, you know, if we're going to yeah. talk about that. But um, yeah, I mean, there's so many different areas of our life that affect ways that I don't think people realize. And so that's why I love starting with that holistic approach. And you were talking about precision coaching and, you know, the deeper health, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's where I went to. Yeah, I love that they do that with mm-hmm. IIN where I went to school, Institute of Integrative mm-hmm. Nutrition. We have a whole circle of life and they, it's mm-hmm. the primary foods is what they call it. And secondary food is actually what we actually put in our mouth. So the primary foods are that connection, your relationships, your spirituality, your joy, your creativity, you know, mm-hmm. even like your financial situation, your education, your home life, like all of those things really, they all play a part. You know, they're all yeah. a piece of the puzzle. So when I work with clients too, in fact, I have them, there's like a pie chart and I have them put little marks on where they feel they have their strengths in a particular area. And then I have them connect all the dots and then I'll check in with them later. And I will like a uh, like a halfway point and we'll see where the dots are. And then we'll check in at the end and they'll see the dots completely moved. And it's amazing to see because they're improving their life and huge capacity versus just improving their nutrition, you know, yeah, which uh, great, but you really need to have the foundations in place for sustained success. I think
1: I had never heard of that the uh, the primary food and secondary food, but uh, I, yeah, I totally love that approach. There, mm-hmm. that's so cool. We haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, but speaking and again, kind of, I guess, like maybe you know, we can we can put this through the lens of, of mom guild or whatever, but. By giving up on 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 your goals again, like, and I think this may be something, and maybe this is a general over is it, a general a over generalization. There you go. Words are hard. Sometimes. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, this might be a over general generalization, but I feel like women as caretakers, as mothers, and everything else like that do have a tendency to let like you mentioned your your client who has like the, the who had the five K that she wanted to run there, just quit on that plan because something else came up in their life. So I guess how how do you help your clients through that? Because there are so many things that happen in anyone's life that will just make anyone want to be like, uh eh, i I'll, I'll maybe I'll do this next week or, you know, again, there's always that maybe that 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 perfect time that people Uh, never find.
0: (laughs) You know, that's a great question. I think that um, when it comes to obstacles in the way, part of my process in creating these plans with my client and I don't create them, we work together Mm. um, because I think it's really important that the client be it's client led. um, Mm. And we walk through pretend situations and I ask them what do you see happening that could get in your way? And we will get very detailed, very um, specific. And I really want, obviously, more than one answer. And so we go through those situations and say, okay, if this happens, what can you do? What's your backup plan? Um, and if this mm-hmm. happens, what's your backup plan? With unexpected circumstances, that's where you really have to rely on your anchor, you know, your mm-hmm. why, your vision statement, you know, yeah. and that is going to help. You know, and that's also why I like to work with clients for three months um, at a time too, because they, you know, or even like six months, because it gives you, it's a good length of time. It's not like four weeks, you know, it's a good length of time for something to come up. And so, you know, if something is, comes up while I'm working with a client, it's ideal because we can work it out together. But, um, but if we're not together, then really relying on your vision statement and your why and that being really strong comes into play. That's that's everything.
1: Yeah, again, it just kind of comes back to those those values as as an anchor there. But um, I like the the point that you brought up about working with a coach in general. People working with coaches for for um, extended periods of time, because yeah, you know, I could I could work with someone for a month and. Not to minimize people's experience, because I'm sure there's probably quite a few people who have a lot of things that have happened within a month there that are quite chaotic. But more than likely, there's there's not going to be a lot of major shifts, or like you said, there's obstacles. But it's yeah, it's 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 a matter of time, and inevitably, it's going to come up. So I, yeah, I, I like that you pointed out that through that process, you know, if it's in real time, you can help your clients work through it. There, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I guess kind of on that, that opposite end here, um, because well, and it's, yeah, I guess tell tell me about the five day reset.
0: So the five day resets, I, it's basically a clean eating detox. So sometimes Hmm. I don't like to use the word detox because I feel like there's a lot of negative connotation around it. And, um, for me, like I, I'm not about restricting calories. I'm not about, you know, being on like an all liquid diet you know like that's what i think about when i think about like detoxes and things like Mm -hmm, that so mm -hmm. i like to use the word reset because it really is just sort of like resetting your body and so um it's in a group coaching format and um i do it in a private facebook group and through email too if somebody's not on um facebook and we basically cut out the most inflammatory um ingredients like gluten dairy sugar processed foods alcohol caffeine um and then like corn, red meat and pork, cause it's hard on your digestion. A lot of people are mm. sensitive to corn. Um, and it's for five days. And so I give my clients suggested recipes, um, and meal plans and, um, uh, tools in a whole thorough gut handbook, um, mm. going through why it's really important. And so, you know, as we live in this society, we are bombarded with toxins. And you know, we can't help it. Like that's just the how we live. And so our our bodies have a two-phase detoxifying process naturally built mm-hmm. in. But if we can't keep up with um, our lifestyle, the toxins will just stay and they stay they stay attached to um, our fat and mucus inside of our body. So if we can't get rid of the toxins, then it's really hard to get rid of sometimes that stubborn weight. And so I like to give people an opportunity to just reset. And eat really healthy, nourishing foods that support your body. Um, and it's really an eye opener for a lot of people because they'll be used to eating gluten, for example, or dairy and they'll be off of it just for like three days. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm not bloated anymore. And that's just three days. Like, you know, and so it's not an elimination diet. You know, I'm not a functional medicine doctor, but it's just quick five days. It gives women a really good opportunity to learn something about their bodies. I think it's a form of self-care personally, because you're really just actually feeding and fueling your body the way it's meant to be fueled. And it's incredible how good you feel, um, on it. You know, the first couple of days can be, um, low energy only because we're Mm. used to, or some of us are used to having the caffeine and the sugar to keep us going. But after you get over the hump, I mean, it's incredible. The energy, the, the, um, the bloat is gone, some Mm. stubborn weight loss. I mean, I've had clients lose nine pounds in five days. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty incredible sleep. They are sleeping like a rock. Um, you know, the cravings are gone. Their mood is improved. I mean, and this is just five days. And so, and it gives women, you know, a quick win to see that they can do this. And a lot of times Again, making assumptions about yourself, a lot of times women come in like, well, I'm a really picky eater. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. I, I don't like trying new foods or I don't have, um, I don't know how to cook. And so they, not not only do they like have amazing physical results, but they actually learn that they ca- are capable of doing these things in the kitchen. So it's um, it's a huge eye opener. It's an awesome, quick when, like I said, and it really gets women to understand their bodies and pay attention to their bodies and not just, it's not just about what you're eating during that week. I also really encourage, um, you know, moving your body and, you know, ways that support you during that, during the reset and not overexerting yourself, but just, you know, encouraging breath work and mindfulness and intuitive eating. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm saying don't, Worry about the calories. Don't worry about the macros. Eat until you're satisfied. I don't want you, you know, being hungry is not necessary. I actually, don't want you to be hungry. I want you to feel satisfied. Um, and so it's been awesome. Like I've been yeah. doing them for two years now. I do them every season. So I'm currently in the fall season right now. Tomorrow wraps up our fall season. Um, so I'll be doing another one probably end of January for the new year for the, our winter one. But um, yeah, they're just, they're popular. Um, they're, and I love doing them. They always seem to come at the right time for me. So, um,
1: <laughs> oh no, sorry. I was gonna say, do you do them with your, your with your yeah, clients? I do. You... I nice. Do. Yeah,
0: because I really, you, you know, I wanna I want to be. I mean, I obviously, I'm involved, but I really want, you know, I, I like to show the pictures that I'm making. I like, I like my clients to know that I'm there with them too and supporting cool. them, um, not just with my words, but actually doing it alongside them. Too. And yeah, it's 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 great.
1: Lead by example. I love it. Yeah. That was going to be one of my, one of my questions is certainly the the food aspect there, but were there other, like, I guess, holistic, like you said, like meditation, the sleep, it sounds like it's, it, it kind of comes up naturally as, as a byproduct of just not being so full of gunk.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I encourage my clients to try to get to bed earlier, but mm. you know, I'm not there with them. I'm not holding their hand yeah. at, at night. And so I hope that yeah. they do, but you're right. It's, it's honestly, it's a total natural byproduct product because we are not having caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredible having letting your body just relax by itself and fall mm-hmm. asleep naturally and, mm-hmm. and getting a really good rest of sleep and being able to make good decisions the next day. Because, um, like we talked about before, that's everything. I mean, it's the foundation for, you know, if you're not getting good sleep, you're not you know, your digestion's off, you're craving things, you're not thinking clearly, you're moody. Um, And so I feel like we really need to make that a priority. And I think a lot of times with with moms in particular, like you're so busy during the day with kids and then you (coughs) stay up at night to to get your me time and then you're, you know, it's it's impacting your sleep. And so, um, you know, to really encourage, you know, are you really resting? Are you really relaxing? Um, and what are your, what are your goals? What's your, what's your purpose in staying up and just, just to stay up, just to be alone. Like, mm. so, you know, I, I try to encourage women to, you know, take that time to actually like rest your body because you need mm. it.
1: I've said this when talking about sleep there, but people think about sleep as just whatever hopefully the eight hours <laughs> seven to seven to eight nine hours but it's but it's a, it's a 20 I mean it's a, it, our bodies are on a 24-hour cycle so everything like you just you know mentioned like everything you do during the day is going to impact how you rest at night and then vice versa how you rest at night is going to impact so it's it's yeah again just love that approach of just looking at it in a, in a very holistic way mm-hmm. really quick so I'm <laughs> gonna put you on the spot maybe uh, but I I love I love what you said about like so yeah, the five day like it's it is a quick win and and I think it can like cause that mindset shift for for a lot of people. Like you said, like there's someone's like, Oh, I'm a picky eater, I don't know how to cook, and it's like, oh, I can do this. But as you probably know about me, I'm and and certainly I know this is part of your your coaching too, but the, the whole sustainability thing for it. So I often have this this kind of love-hate, I guess, with chat not that your five-day reset is a challenge, but I've seen this just over the years of being a coach in a gym and it's like, okay, we're gonna do our 30-day challenge, and then on day 31, everyone is just going back to their old ways. And so my question is how how has that been with with your five day reset? Have you have you seen like your clients taking those wins and carrying it on through the rest of their their life? There,
0: yeah, that's a great point because there are those challenges of people like <laughs> counting down the days so they can you know get back to their regular routine. Yeah, um, I have I've seen yeah one of my clients actually texted me recently and said that this is she's currently in this one she's this is her third one with me and she's lost forty two pounds and she's wow. Dying. Yeah. And so she's kept it up. Another one has, um, lost 20 pounds, I believe since she started. And so, um, and another one comes back time and time again, she keeps continuously losing the nine pounds. Um, Mm. and a lot of, a lot of them, and those are just ones that like I talk to regularly and, um, and, and have been open with me. Um, and I know for a lot of other clients, they'll take habits that they've learned from these resets and start implementing them so for Mm. me i'm not about taking away necessarily i'm more about like adding in so i go through a whole process like tomorrow i'm gonna go um and talk to them about how to transition out of these resets and different like different strategies even different like tiers Mm. like what you're ready for are you are you willing can you make this a lifestyle is that sustainable for you if not here is an option here's level A, B, C, you know, and so it's really up to them, obviously. But they, at the very least, they learn that gluten maybe is something that they should look into, or dairy perhaps, mm-hmm. um and so that it makes them more in tune about their bodies and it forces them to really pay attention to the signals. Because I'm always saying, you know, our bodies can't talk to us. The way they talk to us is by how it makes us feel, and so again, going back to like just living our life and eating probably the same foods and um, feeling the same way and blaming it on our age or blaming it on whatever, it could actually just be something as simple as something that we're eating on a regular basis that's causing, you know, our discomfort or our brain fog or anxiety or our aching mm-hmm. joints. And so if anything, and again, it goes back to that risk reward. If they're aware, um, then they can choose, do I, is it worth eating this? for because I know it's going to make me feel like this or am I going to now just maybe limit it um and so yeah it varies of course with clients but yeah I've sure. definitely huge
1: um
0: wins through yeah. just starting with five days
1: that's awesome and and again like I, I I I appreciate and respect the fact that like you you have that conversation about transition there because at least in my experience and 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 it's Really, of by no fault of the of the client there, because there really wasn't any sort of transition um, from like the the contests that I've seen. Like I'm, I guess I'm thinking specifically of just coming from the the CrossFit world, and and Paleo has been like was always like the big fun challenge that people would do, And, and and I like that approach of the. Not taking things away, like even though, like what you're what you're describing is what you know, gluten free dairy that 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 is essentially paleo. Again, I'm probably just making it like very broad here. But that was always again, it's 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 the language. It's like, oh, here are the rules. Know this, know that. and. I learned this from, from being a teacher. If you tell kids, no, 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 don't, 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 Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it's yep, going to yep, make yep. it that much more tempting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just that whole approach of like, we're going to be encouraging, you know, add before you subtract <laughs> there. But yeah. And, and like you said, having that conversation, you know, versus like I ate restrictively, restrictively like this for 30 days and it's, I can either, that, that's, that's the only way I can do it now versus having that conversation of like, okay, so how did you feel when you didn't have dairy and, you know, is this something that you want to make a habit or something that, you know, I've heard other coaches say is like good, better, best, right? Because again, we, we live in a modern world and maybe you go to a birthday party and there is a cake made with gluten flour and kind of like what we, yeah. So, yeah,
0: I mean, you have to live your life and that's my whole approach. I mean, I, we go on vacation we base our vacations off a of restaurants like I love to eat and I <laughs> yeah. don't hold back and so you know I feel like it's like it's a lifestyle you know you just you have to know how to rein it in when you need to mm. and you know how to not feel guilty when you indulge and we beat ourselves up and then we use exercise as a punishment too which I yeah. think is a really warped way of looking at it you know mm-hmm. moving our body um, I'm sure you deal with it all the time in your yeah. world um and so even on my five-day resets, if there is a slip-up, I'm like, do not beat yourself up. This is life. Did you do better than you did yesterday? Mm-hmm. That's a yes. You're uh, you're winning, right? Mm-hmm. You can't focus on the negative. We're always focusing on what we're doing wrong. We're never actually focusing on what we're doing right and all the little wins along the way. I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. I need to do a better job of it myself. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> but we are so focused on you know, not being good enough and comparing ourselves to other people. And when we're really like just doing the best we can. And so we have to recognize the, those little things because if we're constantly negative and speaking negatively about ourselves, negative things are gonna come out of it, you know? And I tell my kids too, I'm like, if you think you can do something, you can do it. Like, it's just, it's everything is about perspective and everything is about mindset. And if you're doing the best that you can and you did better than you did yesterday, that's a win. Do not even think, twice about it. Um, and so, yeah, being able to not have an all or nothing approach, um, I think is really hard for some people too. Um, and I think that's why relying on the scale is also can be sometimes questionable. Mm. I don't know how it is in your field, but for me, I, I just find that the scale, I know there's a purpose for it, but it can just cause so much unnecessary anxiety. And and it's not always there's so many other determining factors that contribute to that number and so i think that basing how you how you look essentially air quotes um on how you feel and how your clothes fit is way more accurate than what the number reflects and so i try there's some women that have to weigh themselves every day and that's and they're not attached to that number it's just information that's my mm-hmm. how my husband is too And he doesn't even, it's funny to me that he weighs himself. It's like, it's just information. I'm like, um, but for me, I can't do that because I remember how it used to be for me like years Mm -hmm. and years and years ago. And so I just know not to do that because I know, even though I know better, I, I, I know that will cause anxious thoughts and, um, you know, just, it'll just send me in a different direction that I want to be. So just keep looking forward.
1: (laughs) No, it's a good point. And I I think just, I mean, there's, there's so many things in health and fitness in general that, that people base their, their worthiness around like certainly the scale weight, but I'm even thinking like just in the world of fitness, like, you know, you look at someone lifting a certain amount of weight and it's like, they're better than me. And, uh, and versus like looking at what you can do and, and, and things like that. And, and yeah, there's, there's definitely, again, going into like the challenges with just mindset there. There's just, there's a lot to pick apart.
0: And then the comparison, these yeah. days is just a whole nother, if I, if I even think back to where I was five years ago, I would be shocked, you know, and like, it's, so I get excited thinking about where I'm going to be in five years too. And now I'm, you know, understanding that it's, you know, again, going back to the progress and the transformation. And that's where you become, you know, a stronger, better version of yourself.
1: We measure these things on, you know, the or society wants us to measure these wins by the, the weight on the scale or the weight on the barbell, but it's like, how are you feeling? What choices are, are you sleeping? Like, how confident do you feel? And I guess, and I guess that's kind of, kind of it to You were talking about like with your five day reset, I think like if, if someone messes up on a day, like it's, it's no big deal. Um, or trying to find like the wins there, like one practice that, that I've, that I enjoy. Uh, it's, it's in one of my journals. It's you sit down at the end of the day and you're you're like, what was what was the win and what did I learn? So like maybe I didn't because again like I've, just like so many of us I struggle with this too. It's like oh I didn't do this today. Again going back to that I that uh, idea of balance and the expectation that you should be able to do everything but you don't get to. So but what was the win that came out of today? Oh well I maybe I. Didn't crush my my nutrition, <laughs> whatever that means. But I took a, a thirty minute uh, nap there to because my body really needed to rest, and that's that's amazing. Because again, there's so many of us that don't take care of ourselves this way.
0: Yeah, and so. and and actually admitting when you need rest is really important mm. because I think also with women and mom guilt comes with you know, being a martyr and, Mm. you know, sleep is for the dead type of talk. And it's like, no, like sleep is for now. You need, you need to learn how to rest your body. So you are the best version of yourself tomorrow. Um, so yeah, being able to understand your capabilities and your, um, places to say no and creating boundaries is really important and also part of, um, You know, my, my coaching too, which I'm sure is a part of a lot of people's coaching practice because it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard for a lot of people. Um, it was hard for me too, but you know, it's makes such a difference in your life. And then if you're not happy, if you don't feel resentment, if you don't feel like you're pulled and you don't feel like you're treading water, you're going to be able to sustain the goals that you or meet the goals and, and, and maintain them.
1: I think so many people think that healthcare or not healthcare, um, self-care is like sitting in a bubble bath, but it's yeah, not. That's it's another misconception boundaries. we yeah. can talk about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if that makes you happy, great. Yeah. But I mean, when I think of self-care first, I think of eating well, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, um, and then, of course, you know, taking a bubble bath, if that helps relax you, or getting massage, or if you're getting your nails done, if looking down at your nails makes you, I mean, mm. there's so many things, but we can't, um, you know, but if you're like a regular manicure getter, let's say, but you're not mm-hmm. actually taking care of your mind or your body, like maybe we should look at maybe skipping a month or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but again, you have to really take a good look at your life and figure out what you're, what you want from it, you know. And so, it's hard to do on your own, I think.
1: You no, know, I, I completely agree. And you know, again, having, you know, being a coach myself, but also having been been coached by by several others, there, it's it's always helpful just to have that outside perspective, and also just it's amazing what will come up. in in an actual coaching conversation, as a coach, you'll just say something kind of off the top of your head. And and that's always one of my favorite moments too, is like when someone's like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, let's explore that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you said that, it made me think like when I was one of the um, women, actually a couple of the women in this current reset, they're new. A lot of them are repeat resetters, but um, these two women in particular are new and like wow, I never thought. Um, I I just assumed, even though it's funny. Like I'm always saying when I'm promoting these resets, like you're not going to be hungry. We're not counting calories. We're not tracking macros. Like I promise you, you're going to feel satisfied. They still thought they were going to be hungry. Um, mm-hmm. The reset, and they're like, I I'm full. Like I can't even believe how much food I'm eating, and I'm I and, and it's delicious food too. It's not like you don't feel deprived because. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to cook, um, in a really, really delicious way. That's mm-hmm. also very self-serving, very supportive to your body, and it's making you feel good too. So, um, you just made me think of that when, when yeah. you're talking about that.
1: Random question, but where mm-hmm. do you do you do you come up with your own recipes, or do you have like a? No, I
0: actually invested. I mean, I love to cook, but I am the worst at. I just put things together. Like I don't write things down. Mm -hmm. I can estimate, (laughs) but if I'm going to have people like invest in my reset program, I want to make sure I have, you know, legit recipes. And so Mm -hmm. no, I invested in this program. Um, another health coach, um, Julia Sarver who's, um, created this program. And so a lot of Mm -hmm. health coaches have invested in it and um, run it in their own ways, their own practices Mm -hmm. and different formats too.
1: Um,
0: and so, yeah, they she created. I think with the help of um, possibly, I, I could be wrong, but a dietitian and maybe other health coaches and, and a cook or chef. Um, so they're um, and then I have bonus recipes that I give to clients to created from that clean life. Have mm. you heard of that? Um, I haven't. No. no, no. I'll yeah. Check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's really it's really good. So that way, I know that um, the. I think the recipes are accurate, um, but yeah. And they're really yeah. delicious.
1: One of my favorite, um, she's not a coach. She just, uh, I guess she just started off as a, as a food blogger, but, uh, her blog and her cookbooks now are called a uh, skinny taste. Um, I think her name is like Gina, oh, yeah, Gina Holcomb. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a super fan of the, uh, the word skinny, Yeah, but yeah. But I do love her recipe her recipes are like uh <laughs> what made me a believer is I went to uh, I think it was like, I don't know, football tailgate or something like that one day, and my friend was made buffalo chicken dip, and I was like, this is really good. And she's like, Yeah, and it's not as many calories as you would think. So I don't know. I uh I I, I like some of her recipe. I, I think what I like about it is just that it's like just very simple and and things like that. And I'll, I'll do like my own spin on it because she'll use like a lot of fat-free stuff, and oh yeah, that's not necessarily my jam. Um, like you know, yeah, you need the fat, you need the you need some fat. fat in your in yeah. yeah in your um, but it's it's just yeah, all the stuff is like under uh whatever you call it, like thirty minutes or at least the way I cook it is under thirty minutes. But I think she also had like a dietitian advisor, but yeah, I'll have yeah. to I'll have I'm, to look up. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'll have to look up the one that you recommended there. But um. yeah, it's
0: um, it's a platform for um, health practitioners. Mm. So yeah, it's, I'm sure you'll be able to get in there. Um, oh, awesome. And yeah, the, I think that, again, if we're going back to misconceptions, I think there's a lot of misconception on healthy food that it's not yeah. filling, it's not satisfying, it's not tasty. I mean, I've surprised my, my, when I'm on these resets, my family eats what I eat, you know? Mm. so And I have two little boys. So yeah. It's, um, it's, they are meant to be family friendly. They are easy. They're meant to be easy because I don't want to add more stress, you know, this week. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I feel like a lot of people get anxious, especially if this is new, and they're cutting things out and they're, they're not used to it. It can be, it can cause um, anxiety. So I've I talked to my clients about breath work and breathing through things and go over different, um, types of, of breath work. But yeah. Getting back to the recipes. Yeah. It's, it's all about ease. It's all about feeling satisfied because yeah. it's, if you're not, then you're not, you're just going to be looking for a quick fix, you know? So yeah. I think it's really important to make sure that people know that healthy food can be super filling and yeah. comforting even. And that's why I do them each season because each season you get recipes that are, um, you know, seasonal produce you know they work around you know so in the fall and winter you're gonna have like more more warmer comforting foods and then the spring and summer um you know more fresh produce and more cooler types of foods and of course everything is customizable and you don't even have to follow the recipes if you just Mm want to follow the guidelines it's Super easy.
1: I think that's a great point that you brought up too about just misconception around healthy eating and everything else like that. And you you emphasize not starving yourself there, and that's something that, I, that often gets brought up. Or I've seen with like nutrition clients is like I'm eating I'm eating more food than than I have before, but I'm losing weight. Well, just the vo- because when you're eating whole foods and vegetables and things like that, the volume um, of food goes up. So you do so you're not starving yourself. Mm-hmm. right but yeah, and you're
0: still you're eating less calories
1: exactly yeah mm-hmm. there's another coach out there that i, I really her name is EC Sinkowski and her uh, website's like optimize me nutrition but she has her own i guess nutrition challenge she calls it the 800 gram Challenge and it's and uh, she's like like all sciencey too. So it's it's based on research where I guess like people who eat 800 grams of fresh fruits and vegetables daily, which is basically about like six six cups of fruits and vegetables, like your all cause mortality goes down significantly, like cancer, diabetes, stroke, heart disease. All of that there. And again, it's like, she doesn't, she doesn't restrict. Like, if you want to eat some ice cream tonight, then, then go for it. But the one rule, and she has one also called lazy macros where it's the 800 gram challenge, but then you also focus on getting your protein requirements. Mm-hmm. But what, as, as I'm sure you're, you're probably thinking already, what ends up happening is you don't really eat all of the extra stuff because you are so full and, and satiated from eating whole foods, especially fruits and vegetables. And it's not that many calories either. That's like talking about like fruits, especially people like to demonize fruit and things like that. Yeah, it's, I
0: know. Wow. No, it's the whole food. It has so many vitamins and minerals. If it's real, there was I, the, I forget who said the quote. I want to say it's Dr. Amen, but I could be wrong. Mm. And it's like, you want to eat food grown from a plant, not from a plant. Okay. I think I got uh, it. <laughs>
1: I got, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you know, Stop stressing about fruit Mm. and sugar, you know, it's it's like the added sugar is the problem. It's the artificial um, sugar that's the problem. It's not real food that's the problem, you know, and that's the problem that people stress about and they stress so much about, they stress about the wrong things, I think. And that, again, goes back to misconceptions and misinformation and, and, you know, so many conflicting opinions out there, which is hard to navigate for somebody that is not in this space, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't blame people. It's really stressful. And then when you're stressed out, you're like, forget it. You throw in the towel and then, you know, mm-hmm. and then for a lot of people they're like, okay, well, I had one bad meal. I might as well eat poorly the rest of the day. And that used to be me. So yeah, I, I understand that, that you too. Yeah. So I understand fully how that feels, but now I try to get clients to look at it as, um, you know, break up your day. Like if you had one bad meal, that's just one third of your day. You have two mm-hmm. other meals and two opportunities to make it better. And you're gonna feel so much better if you choose better on those meals than if you threw in the towel for the whole day. You yeah. just think about how you're gonna feel the next day. Yeah. Like said, do you wanna feel guilty and regretful or do you wanna feel proud of yourself for for making better decisions? And I think a lot of people too they stress so much about having that cake or an even extra piece of cake. And it's like the stress sometimes is worse than eating the cake. You know what I mean?
1: Oh my gosh. So yeah.
0: it's just Sometimes you just have to indulge like it's human nature. You have to eat the cake. You have to have the cookie. You have to have the second slice of pizza. It's okay. You just know not to do that every single day, you know, mm-hmm.
1: using, uh, I guess a sports analogy, something that I, I had heard that I thought was, was really clever. And it kind of goes along the lines of like, you know, like you said, like you, you're, you're dividing up your day. So, if you think about like so many different sports, like football, and basketball, there's 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 quarters or or halves there. And so, how many times in in whatever sport it is, a team is quote unquote well, not quote unquote. I'm saying quote unquote for for our lives because yeah. you're not there's there's no win or lose in life. You just are. But but how many times in sports? is a team down at the halftime and then they come back to, to win, right? Like there's always an opportunity to, to course correct there. Absolutely. That's a great yeah. analogy. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, a great visual vis- visualization talking about like, Oh, I, uh, whatever had, a cake for breakfast <laughs> I don't know that just came out of- hey <laughs> cake for breakfast but so so screw it I'm just gonna like forget about the rest of the day uh, a great visualization that that I had heard that ha- helped me was if you dropped your phone on the ground and there was a little chip in the corner you wouldn't just sit there and like smash it with your foot
0: that's so felt, true. that's a good, yeah that's
1: yeah. another good visual yeah yeah so sure, but but it but it, but it but it but is so true and again like I it like you like you brought brought up like the the stress and the guilt and the the beating yourself up over whatever it may be is so much more problematic than the actual indulgence there especially as we were talk has we've been talking about like this whole um, podcast episode like how these things you know accumulate over time and and you know they add up
0: yeah and so. just mom gilly just just feel guilty in general and it's yeah. like if you're gonna eat the cake enjoy every single bite of it you know yeah. don't rush through it just enjoy mm. every
1: bite you know mm. yeah um, yeah it's life. that's a good point yeah i love that Well, this has been a really great conversation. We've, uh, yeah, there's, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed everything. And and thank you so much for like just sharing just everything about how you help your clients. Um, you know, talking about like, like we said, mom guilt and just those mindset shifts. And I really love the values, um, aspect and then telling us a little bit more about your five day reset there. It's, it's been, it's been really great for, for anyone who does want to, if, if they are interested in, in the five day reset, you said, so the next one is gonna be in January, which this, this episode will definitely air well before then. But in the meantime, like if they wanna reach out on social media or website, like how, how what is the best way to get in, in contact with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was an awesome conversation. It flew by. I can't believe I know <laughs> we've been talking for the song. It's awesome. So I really appreciate your time. My Instagram, I'm more active on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group okay. called A Healthy Her Way Together. So healthy her, H E R, not I E R. Um, and that's, you can join women only. Um, my IG is A Healthy Her Way. My website is A Healthy Her Way. And, um, you can email me at a Allie at a healthy her way.com. Um, and yeah, you can, if you want to get on my email list, you can just go to my website and that's where I'll be promoting. Um, my next reset usually on my, on my social media platforms and my email list. So, um, and if you want any more information on private coaching, just contact me there
1: and we can set up
0: like a free 30 minute discovery call to see if, you know, coaching is right for you.
1: Awesome, and since we are getting into the holidays, like, what would you say? Like, if anyone is on the uh, the cusp there, because I know everyone wants to wait until after, or they think they Mm -hmm. should wait until after. But like we've talked so much about just the holistic approach and just living life. Like, if anyone's like, "Eh, I'm gonna wait till January, what what would you say to them? I totally get it. Yeah, Yeah, I totally get it.
0: (laughs) But I also think that there is something to be said about having a coach through a really stressful and anxious time, and especially Mm. if you feel like the holidays just set you back, you know, 10 pounds or or if if weight loss is your goal, if that if weight gain is a big stressor for you during this time of year, it would be really beneficial to have somebody guiding you. Um, and yeah, I just think that having that support during a really stressful time is really responsible almost even. And so if you're able to do that, I highly encourage it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm absolutely willing to talk um, at any point with anybody about scheduling that I do understand why people want to wait too, but I always think that it's better to, you know, when you want to, when you start a new year and that's one of the reasons why I love doing these fall resets is because you almost feel like you have like a really good, um, foundation or understanding as we enter this really crazy time of year between Thanksgiving and, um, you know, all the, you know, the um, Jewish holidays and Christian holidays and all the holidays, you know, there's tons of foods and tons of sweets. And so if you can feel like you're already headed a game before mm-hmm. New Year's Eve starts, wouldn't it be amazing to have a different resolution for next year? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, focus on something else rather than the same old, let me get back to the gym, let me lose, you know, the weight that I gained last year. And so if you can, um, if you need help with that, It'd be an awesome idea to look into getting a coach to help you through that and to guide you.
1: I love that. Completely, completely agree with everything said there. So this was this was a really awesome conversation. Again, thank you so much, Allie, for for being on here and just sharing all of your experience and your thoughts and your advice and, and, and knowledge with us. It's it really was a great experience.
0: Thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. So I really appreciate your time.
1: All right. That's all for today's show. Thank you so much again for listening and be sure to head over to aspire2coaching.com backslash podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode. There you'll find some of the links we've mentioned on today's podcast, as well as some of the previous episodes we've done. And while you're there, please make sure you sign up for show updates. I am always updating the show and bringing in bonus content. So you do not want to miss out on any of that. One last thing, if you loved this episode and you think a friend would really enjoy it as well, grab the link and share it out for me, please. It truly does help spread the word of this podcast and the topics that we discussed on our episodes. And at the end of the day, my goal is to empower as many people on their performance journey as possible. Thank you all so much again, and we'll see you next time.